You are listening to the Moody Girl Podcast with me, Emily Fazer. Throughout this series, we're going to be opening the minds of experts and delving into the world of alternative healing methods. Before we start the episode today, I wanted to ask all of you listeners a question. Did you know that a lot of people are living with lower than recommended magnesium levels? I didn't know this either and had never explored incorporating magnesium into my daily life until I started having skin issues. I now use Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray when I get out of the shower in the morning and spray onto my feet before I go to bed. I found that when I had psoriasis and hormonal breakouts on my face or body, I would spray it on and at first it really stung. But this was a sign from my body that my cellular magnesium levels were low. The more I got the magnesium into my system daily, the less it stung. It made sense. If you're feeling like you could benefit from having magnesium in your life, I would strongly recommend looking into using Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray. Link to purchase is in the bio. Now, let's get to the episode. Hey guys, thank you so much to all of you that are listening to the Moody Girl podcast. It means so much to me and I'm absolutely loving spending this time to work on these for you. If you're finding these episodes helpful, please do subscribe, give them a five-star review and share on socials. It really helps to reach a wider audience, which will ultimately help me to keep bringing you great conversations and doing what I love the most. I've personally had so many different health struggles in my life. Doctor-prescribed medicines have often left me feeling worse and as though they are masking the problem rather than actually addressing the root cause. And this has led me to think outside of the box and find holistic ways to feel better in myself. I'm not professing to be some kind of health guru and I'm definitely not a doctor. Just someone who's trying to explore new ways to feel better and make the most out of life. This week, I spoke to Matthias Royan, who is a neo-emotional release practitioner. I discovered this practice from doing some research online as I started to wonder more about how our bodies store trauma and how this can ultimately manifest into illness. A neo-emotional release practitioner merges psychosomatics, bodywork, trauma work, and integral trauma facilitation. In this episode, Matthias tries the method out on me live during the interview. It brought up emotions quite suddenly that I didn't expect to surface. I hope you enjoy learning more on this practice. Let's get to the episode. Hi, Matthias. How are you? Hello, Emily. I'm great. I had a a great start into the Saturday morning. I did a park run, actually, here in Brighton. Did you really? Amazing. I mean, I just, just before we got on this call, I did some Wim Hof breathing as well, which really kind of set me up um, because, you know, for anyone, it's quite nerve wracking speaking to someone you don't know about such in-depth topics sometimes. Um, so it's good to kind of get in the right headspace. Um, so yeah, so basically today we're going to delve into all things neo-emotional release um, and the work that you do um, with that how you got into it. Um, I mean, I myself have only discovered it recently. I mean, within the past couple of months. So it's going to be as I'm going to learn as much as the audience today. So I'm really looking forward um, to hearing all about it. Um, So first of all, let's start with the basics. Let's go for what exactly is it? (laughs) What do you do? 
Yeah, so I think the name is quite self-explainable. Yeah. So emotional release means you're releasing emotions, right? And we all know this um, when we are stressed, when we are um, anxious, when we are angry, when we are sad, we feel like we're in a state where something is dysregulated or something is like not working the way it should be. And this is one of the main, main problems in our society. We think often something is wrong with us, mm. right? So, um, and then there's this on the first, on the one side, there's this idea about the emotion that we have, and that is basically a relationship. And on the other side, there's a sensation. It's, it's a certain feeling that we have inside of our body. Mm -hmm. So, and this work is about those two things and bringing those two things together. And that means at first we want to understand or like um, connect again to how this actually feels inside of the body and then make the distinction towards the ideas we have about this emotion and then bring them two together so that we can reinvent the relationship that we have towards these emotions and just see them as there's a sensation happening in my body and I have certain ideas about this emotion and what can I do with it now? So basically it's the missing link between psychosomatics of how something feels inside of your body and our mind and our ideas and our ability to reshape and reinvent ourselves um, within the relationships we have towards our inner feelings. Wow. That's really interesting. So I've never, ever thought of it like that. So, I mean, I mean, I did Montessori teaching for a while um, and it was all about speaking with children. And, you know, we had um, like a, an emotions book. And we're like, How are you feeling? Um, so putting those feelings from a young age on something, do you think that can be detrimental? So if you say you are angry or you're feeling very sad, that's bad. Or, you know, mm. is that is that a bad, a bad way to, I guess, teach? Um, is it a bad way for us to have learnt? Um, because I guess if you're are you kind of saying when you feel anger, it's only the teaching of the fact that we know it as anger that it's bad. Is that is that what you mean? Yeah, so basically this all comes from the way um, we were treated as children. So if you if you look at a child and how children behave, it's the most natural thing um, a human can do. So and they haven't learned yet to regulate themselves and they don't know what is wrong or right. Yeah, yeah, they have no idea about this. They are just mimicking what their parents or society or like the teachers um, tell them to do and society or parents or teachers, whoever is around us um, is creating the ideas about what is right and what is wrong. So we were basically born into a dualistic world and this is where it might become spiritual, but it's actually not. It's just like our brain is um, understanding the patterns of our surroundings and that is why people can or like humans can develop in so many different ways it's a great it's a great thing that we can but it's also once this is installed it's like a program that runs so if we get angry as a child and our parents aren't able to hold this aren't able to understand why we're angry and they cannot deal within their feelings 
um, with themselves because that's what is happening. If someone gets angry at us, we're not having a problem yet, but the other person being angry is doing something to us. And we think, oh, I might have done something wrong or mm. um, I cannot deal with it right now or this is stressing me or this is creating an uncomfortable, uncomfortable feeling inside of me. So I have to mirror and be angry as well at the other person and make my point by being defensive that there's something wrong with you. You mm. shouldn't be like this because you're stressing me out. And um, this is where the problem lies. Yeah, because we're installing something which is very needed in order to regulate our system. So if we install the thought inside of us that having an emotion or experiencing an emotional state is something wrong and we should um, we should close ourselves, we should contract our bodies, we should hide this, we should not show this, then this works for a certain amount of time until it breaks out and we have to um, until there's no space anymore where where it can go and um so do you think then um i guess if i guess thinking back to childhood if you yeah. do experience anger or you know something's wrong you cry um i guess if you're really happy you can tell everyone and then as you get older you learn to suppress that um and so you're like actually i can't i'm in a working environment i can't show that i'm really actually quite pissed off right now so i need to suppress this um i'm quite you know i guess if you're working an office job and you're used to being outside um that's suppressing yourself as well because you're confined into just indoor space and being at your desk and at your laptop yeah. um so do you think from from that then all of those different kind of i guess even if how small they are day to day then does that manifest into illness how does that work mm -hmm. yeah um it definitely does so to answer that questions and the way it works is like this because there's not only we don't want to be children all of our lives and we don't want to when we feel something we have to cry when we feel something we have to scream or to yell or to like we don't always have to express this there's also the other side and this makes us a healthy adult when we learn to um to build this container what someone is saying might trigger me might make me angry or might do something to me but i'm able to be and sit here within my peace and it's not bothering me <laughs> and then the next person comes and i take it again okay it's not bothering me i can handle this and then the next person comes okay i can take this it's not bothering me and then the next person comes and then i'm like well this doesn't feel so comfortable anymore like i think i should do something about it but i'm not and then the next person comes and then another person comes and then I get angry and then I yell at the person and this person gets all of my stored up emotion, mm. which is good in a way because I'm releasing it. Yes. And you definitely know a lot of people who seem always angry and whatever you say to them, they reply in a harsh way, they reply in an aggressive way. Um, and then there's also like people who are always sad and if you say something to them they blame it on themselves they say oh yeah i know i'm not good at this like i should do this better and then they cry alone or whatever like and it's all kind of a coping mechanism to release the tension at a certain point mm. and it almost becomes like a like an addiction 
like we need to release and because it feels nice to let go of this tension we want to do it again and then if we don't do it or if we always tend to do the same thing and storing these things in our in our in ourselves there are different parts of our body that will react to that so if i'm making you angry what is normally happening to your body I'm trying to think with me. Usually everything for me is in my chest. Everything is in my chest. So I feel a whole different range of feelings, happiness, anxiety, anger, all of it straight yeah. in the chest for me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So something that normally happens often for people is when they get angry, they feel heat in their body. Mm. Yeah. You might feel like, oh, like I feel it in my stomach and my stomach is like, uh, and then um, there are also like certain sounds connected to that, certain movements, like you might even get blood um, flowing into your arms and your legs. Um, so it's basically our nature or how we, how our evolution like uh, was going is preparing us for either a fight or a flight. Yeah. yeah. And then we yeah. are getting <clears throat> into this nervous um, system state where we are ready for that actually and where then also the blood is going out of our prefrontal cortex into our limbic system and we're not able to think also so good mm -hmm. and that's why we often make mistakes when we're angry or when we're sad mm -hmm. because there's not so much reason in those moments why why so, do you think mm -hmm. um, why do you think some people are more um have i guess more reactions say um they're more susceptible to having that really extreme fight or flight um, yeah. than say someone else who's quite chilled. Do you think that's just maybe that they haven't experienced so much, maybe different traumas or is mm -hmm. it literally nature or nurture? Um, you know, how, how does that work? Yeah. Those two things actually go together. Like um, trauma, uh, the way we are traumatized is connected to the way we got nurtured or we didn't got nurtured. Um, the way we were accepted or we didn't were accepted, um, the way how we were allowed to, um, to express ourselves or where we were not. And of course, we are all different in a way and we all come from different stories and um, also our DNA plays a little role in that. But basically, we are not too different from each other. We are all the same species. We all experience the same kind of emotions, but they might be um, in different strength. Mm -hmm. So, and this is also something that we can learn. And this is where new emotional release also brings a huge change because that's where we learn to hold ourselves within the emotions. So there's space for us to express the emotion on the one hand, and then what happens after this is we're getting into a state where our system is normalizing, our nervous system is coming down. So when you had a cry, when you had an, when you were angry, after that you feel good normally, right? You feel mm -hmm. regulated, you feel safe, you feel um, yeah, better, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then this allows us to look at whatever is going on in a much clearer way. And this allows us to like um, 
simply install the changes into our mind, into our brain, into the mind-body connection, basically, then it's able, uh, we are able to um, change something which is normally running automatic. So most of the people I work with um, or I know are not able to do this on their own. So when something is triggering us, we think, yeah, that's how I am. And this, there might be something wrong with me or like I can, I might get um, also help with that, but it's, I don't know what I should do about this or how can I change this, right? Um, and it's bothering us. Like we are all looking for peace inside of ourselves and we're all looking, striving for happiness. Yeah. But we just don't know like how to get there. And many of the things we think that make us happy turn out to not make us so happy. Yeah, totally. That's how you hear all these stories of people having midlife crisis, um, yeah. crises and, you know, striving for this end goal, um, which is the house, the white picket fence, the car, the children, everything. And then when they get there, it's like, oh my God, I've forgotten even who I am um, and who that inner child and what they wanted as well as, you know, the inner adult. Um, I think for the audience as well. Um, so obviously, you know, people are going through their own trauma, however big or however small on a daily basis. Mm. Um, I guess if, if someone was to say to me, what was the, what, what's the correct way to deal with trauma? I would not have a clue, you know, whether, yeah. as you say, yeah, you can cry, you can release. Um, yeah. but I guess it's all about these, these phrases that have been imprinted on our minds from, it feels like the beginning of time, you know, time's a healer and, you know, head, chin up, get on with it. You'll be fine. And that mm. is almost just suppressive language, just in all Terrible of those categories. Yeah, terrible advice. <laughs> it's like that that's just in in every single, you know, quote for God knows how long, you know, and it's and it's actually so irrelevant and and not helpful because if you are just saying, Oh, time's a healer and you don't deal with that trauma, and then it's a year, two years, three years, and you still feel sad, that's when you can start thinking, What's wrong with me? Why can't I process this? So I guess yeah. What would your advice be? Would it be just to be in that feeling, be in that trauma, allow your body to release that? Um, yeah, what do you think? Definitely allowance uh, plays a big part and uh, going through this, feeling this also plays a big part. But um, maybe let me define trauma a little bit, like how I see it or how yeah. I work with it. Because we have like um, the term trauma, we use it for very intense things that happen to us, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the way I see it, we also have so many little traumas. Yeah, we might, we might be triggered um, when something happens, like we go into a restaurant and uh, like there doesn't come pepper when we order a pizza and I really love pepper and I was <laughs> like, it should be normal. <laughs> something yeah. like this, yeah? Like yeah. simple, yeah. stupid things, but they do something to you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's it's basically like a little trauma, something that happened to you that changes your em emotional state right away. Yeah, and honestly, I, I can pick out like so many little traumas, which when I, I, they will stick with me for the end of time, but they're so small. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody to hear yeah. about it, they'd say, that's not trauma. 
but you think for me it was it was it really affected me but anyways carry on yeah and um this is really important for me to look like the way i look at trauma because we think trauma is something we shouldn't have or we want to get rid of or we want to avoid having um, and it's something terrible if you have it and it's something we should be really careful with if someone else has it and yes we should be careful but trauma isn't something bad trauma isn't something good either trauma is just something that happens to your body um, and it's basically a reaction of the nervous system when you think of a nervous system like an amplitude um, like a frequency going and then there's a certain amplitude when it's get when it gets distorted so when trauma happens in those moments when the frequency goes over the distortion boundary and we basically we want to avoid it in the future that this happens mm -hmm. and it's something that really gets us into a state where i don't want to have this in my life and um these things uh they might be really silly yeah for example like there might be a situation like in your childhood when you ordered an ice cream and in that time where you ordered an ice cream there was someone pushing you from behind might be an accident and then you have like a feeling of ah shit that really hurt like i fell down on the floor and i'm and i connect this to ice cream so there might be a fear or like a dislike of ice cream being installed in that moment, which doesn't make any sense yeah. rationally, but it's something that happens. So this is basically how these little traumas in our lives, how they come to us. Um, and then, of course, there are the bigger traumas like accidents we have, like um, sexual cases uh, where something happens to us um, or where we get bullied in school or whatever. In every trauma lies a huge possibility to grow and to develop a strength which um, will change your life, mm -hmm. which will um, give you the best benefit or the, the best potential that you can wish for. Yeah. And it's really the way we are able to deal with it and able being able to accept this. Mm -hmm. um, when people are not dealing with their trauma, they are actually dealing with their trauma all of the time. They are always thinking of it. They are always thinking of this moment. They are always um, being connected to this moment. They are always trying to avoid that this is ever gonna happen again. And they are always, um, yeah, like in a state where this was the worst moment of their life or this is so bad i should avoid like i don't want to go there never again yeah and um this is taking up so much resources and so much capacity of our body system and it's actually like a screaming of the body please let me go there again in order for me to change my perspective on that or to let go of that i want to i want to let go of that so and you think do you think when when the i'm just i guess i'm just trying to relate it in terms of like yeah. people i know or myself so do you think what the body's way of saying i want to go back to that what would be the signals for that 
on like a physical or emotional basis? Is that just bringing those emotions up on a daily basis? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up again and again. It comes okay. up in your dreams. You're thinking yeah. about that. So yeah. your body wants to um, bring you into awareness that there is something that you should look at. Yeah. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Cytoplan, a unique science-based supplement company with many years of experience in nutritional science and whose emphasis is on quality of product. My medical herbalist swears by them as they don't use any unnecessary bulking agents. Before I found out about Cytoplan, I was taking up to eight supplements a day, all with bulking agents in them. It was such a relief to find out Cytoplan products are extremely pure. I now use them daily and I would recommend them to anyone looking for quality vitamins and supplements. They have a great range for many different health benefits. So if you'd like to find out more, please follow the link in the bio of this episode and check out Cytoplan. You won't regret it. It's also like we're having a pain in a certain, certain states, emotional pain. Yeah. might also turn into physical pain like we might develop illnesses because of that mm -hmm. because um, emotions are also connected to our organs because like when the contraction happens in our body it um, influences our fascia system okay. this plays a big role also in, in your emotional release we work a lot with the with the um, fascia system with the tissues okay. and trying to like um create awareness for where we feel tense in the body, where we feel relaxed and trying to accept those feelings then, and then actually giving the tissue permission to like do what it wants to do. And it's a really intelligent, um, how do you call it? Like organism or like um, tissue is like the most intelligent thing in your body because it goes everywhere it um, covers up your organs and like basically if you would throw away um, your skin and your bones and everything else except for the tissue you would still have the image of a human being like everything would wow. be there your organs would be there um, so like it, it basically keeps, keeps everything together yeah, it keeps um, everything together and it makes yeah. our life smooth also. Mm. Like um, when something is wrong in the fascia, there it's like um, the architecture of our body. So if we are always like tensed in a way where we feel stressed and like, ah, I have to do this, I have to do this. Like we're going into like, we're pulling our shoulders together. We're getting um, like strength in our arms and like we want to we wanna reach something and that might lead to like a lot of tension in the back. Mm. Um, or in the shoulders and this tension in the shoulders then because this tissue is connected throughout all of the body pulls on a certain organ because mm. there's a connection and then um, there might be happening something to your lungs for example because there's always like tension there yeah and um, then your lungs feel like yeah actually i'm having a hard time to breathe and yeah. then this goes um this goes like down like further to another organ and it's influencing this as well and then there are certain like physical reactions um due to an emotional state because our body is reacting to that yeah um, I, I can relate to that and i mean like i you know so i was 
15 um and in england we do something called gcses which is like your year 11 exams and i remember there being a lot of pressure on that and i put a lot of pressure on myself i'm really bad in exam situations um and I got myself in such a mess that I developed IBS and I was like, you know, had to take pills for it, even though, you know, I shouldn't have been doing that anyway, but uh, that's what the doctor said at the time. And so I was taking pills every day for it. I was constantly worried about being near to the toilet, had excruciating stomach pains. So that's where it kind of started. And then when my cycle eventually started and I was a late bloomer, um, that was quite, you know, I guess, it was a real hard time. So with the pain, with the emotional side of things. Um, and recently I went to a lady who does Mizan therapy, which is all about like womb care and, and looking mm. and doing like abdominal massages mm. um, and looking at the way that, you know, I guess everything's structured around that, those organs and around the womb. And I'd never really looked at it like that um, anyways. And she was doing the massage and she was like, this is everywhere is so tight. She was like, no wonder you're in pain. She was like, it's almost like a drawstring bag that's just been, you know, pulled at the top and everything is all squeezed in. And she was like, you need to just let it out. She was like, we've had our whole lives, especially as women where we've been conditioned in to suck it in, get in those tight jeans, make yourself look lovely. Um, But actually let the stomach out, let it breathe, let it, you know, that's the way that our stomachs should be. If you look at babies when they're younger, when they breathe, their stomach is up and down, you know, whereas as adults, somehow along the line, we become shallow breathers. Um, So yeah, a hundred percent, I can see how, and I mean, until I was looking and researching into um, emotional release work um, through you, um, I never even really knew what a fascia was. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm wondering whether the audience do out there as well. So um, once we release a podcast, be interesting to ask that question to everyone. Do you know what a fascia is? Do you know how important it is um, in terms of storing these, you know, traumas, however big or small they are? Um, So, yeah, thank you on educating me uh, on that and also the audience as well, I hope. Um, For for the audience and for me, um, how did you get involved with this work? How long have you been doing it? Yeah, Mm, it's a not so easy to answer question. So with emotional release, I do that since uh, around two years. Okay. But like I started my journey towards this way earlier. And this also brings me to like how I was like integrated into emotional release. So emotional new emotional release is basically um, like a growing global movement. Um, mm. That is, um, we were last month, we, we were in LA and we had our first awareness event there. Wow. And um, it's like the resonance for that is really really big and people are really really interesting it's really something new where like so many things come together yeah um and that's where it's new like the 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 things we do they are not new but the way we combine them they are really new Mm -hmm. so um the the guy who invented it david manning um he's also from hamburg he uh yeah, he just did it in, in such a beautiful way, integrating it and also bringing in this aspect of everything is allowed. Yeah, this is also something that is, um, mm, yeah, many people or many 
therapists don't have that. They have this concept of this is helpful, this is not helpful. But the way we work is like everything that your body is telling you that is there is helpful for you and you should listen to that. And we want to integrate this into our work. Yeah. Um, and then, so I started two years, two years ago during pandemic, I met David um, at a dance course, actually, like a Kizomba dance course. <laughs> Sounds um, fun. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, something not allowed uh, because it was locked down and was illegal, but it was um, something I so definitely needed and was such a good thing to do. And yeah. um, it also changed my life because like I met um, yeah, many, not just David, many other people also who like influenced me in, in such a way where I really know, knew like, this is what I've learned all of these years before. And this is what I want to do. Mm. And like, hell yes, I want to spend all of the time I have now with yeah. you people and yes. learn about like what you're, what you're up to. So, Absolutely. um, what I did before is, um, I, uh, with, when I was 21, I started, um, being interested in spiritual work. So I started, um, a pranic healing education. Um, this is something, uh, similar to Reiki. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I also with 24, I started, um, a yoga teacher training and then I became a yoga teacher. This is, so these two things are where I learned a lot about like the energy system of the body and how like certain emotions, things and energies and things we do are connected within our bodies. And also the yoga taught me so much about like how my body works and having awareness for my body and being able to regulate my system through meditation and all of this stuff, which yeah. you learned there. And uh, then I discovered breath work. Um, I started with Wim Hof things and I th was like blown away of mm. what this does to my body. And then I discovered a technique called rebirthing breath work, which is similar to holotropic breathing. Okay. Um, it's these um, sessions where you have like, you breathe for an hour and you're basically um, bring your body into a state which um, yeah can get you in like the most interesting, crazy uh, psychedelic states. It's wow. it, it can really be like an LSD trip or like a wow. like a plant ceremony or something. And I had like the most amazing journeys there. Uh, that is also something where my life changed. Um, I was in a state where I was like depressed and I didn't know what to do with myself or like if um yeah if what I'm doing has any worth and and things like this and um the most profound thing I experienced was um being in the womb of my mother and re-experiencing my birth wow in the, uh, in the breath work did you yeah, say yeah in the breath wow. work I also talked like I couldn't believe that this was happening and it's like you're in a state where you're half conscious this is happening right now mm. and you're half conscious i'm in a room with uh, um quite a lot of other people and they are also in their sessions wow <laughs> so you're you're experiencing like those two realities yeah um 
but also there's something really powerful um i found with group breath work yeah um, it just creates this amazing energy where it's almost like the floor is just like i don't know just this big i like vortex of energy and it's just uh-huh. like you can feel it everyone's but it's like buzzing around and True. and when i when i did that first kind of group breath work that was through a wim hof course that i did um but my god i was just like i could have been there i could have been there for like 10 minutes or i could have been there for five days i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have known mm-hmm. um and it was everyone afterwards was just so lighter they just came out their shoulders were low everyone was hugging um oh. all of those kind of boundaries that everyone went in with um they were completely gone <laughs> which was great yeah, yeah. And that's something we need as humans. Like mm. this is where the bonds are created, um, and why this is happening is because um, humans together go through intense things together. Yeah, intense emotional states, and this binds together. This makes us cooperate. This makes us relate to each other. This makes us um, understand that we're equal, that we're same, and that we can support each other. And this is um, this is why this work is also so beautiful. Mm. and so like then obviously i was really fascinated by this breathwork thing and um, that's how i went uh, into self-employment starting to work as a breathwork coach so rebirthing is essentially like combining coaching and nlp methods together with the breathing Mm. so you can dive into that and then i met david and then i discovered that actually what I'm doing there with the breath work is the same thing that he is doing with new emotional release and the way I'm guiding people, but um, he has all the names for it and he has the system behind of that and he can explain it to other people. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then I was just like, this is great. Like, and then he asked me like, do you want to, do you want to um, be a space holder at my trainings? And so hell yes of course yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and yeah. how, how long ago did david create it then like the actual practice itself um so david started as a massage therapist in hospitals and he worked uh like yeah with people from the hospital and then he like that was like five years ago something like six five four years ago something I, I think he started his trainings four years ago and like six years ago he, he worked there and um so he basically discovered like when he pressed certain points or when he did certain things to people that they got emotional or that something happens to their system or that they express a sound or something and then he um he was just really interested in that and of course like he talked uh, he talked to his employees about it and like yeah couldn't you do something um with that and i said no you shouldn't do this uh. and then he just started to develop his own things and um yeah and it was quite su- successful like what he did and so he david, david is such a great visionary mm. um guy because like he has visions way beyond like what where normal people would think and this is also why the movement is now where it is at the moment and why i always like i i remember like david talking two years ago to me about what his plans are and where he wants to go 
and now he's just there and now we're going international and now like these big trainings with 50 people happening happen and um, there are so many people also like with us who are doing that with us and like I I remember him sitting with me in the car and talking about this and like it blows me away when people have such a strong vision and you mm. you just trust them so much the way you talk about this and the way I see you working on this um, is going to create this also like this is uh, one of the best examples um, of how you manifest something in your life yeah absolutely I was just I was just thinking yeah absolutely it sounds like he's he's in a headspace where he he knows exactly that it works because he's had the professional you know working in the the hospitals and then he's actually just been like well let's do it and he's manifested it as Mm -hmm. with action as well as his belief and then meeting people like yourself um, to join him on that journey. So it sounds like an incredible movement. And I'm so glad um, that I can speak with you about it and, and educate the Moody Girl audience as well, because it sounds mm-hmm. like it's a really imperative um, type of alternative healing that we need to know about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's go into a little bit of what, because obviously we can talk about it, um uh, as much as as we can and try and describe it um but i know we spoke a little bit off air about trying it firsthand on myself to see you know i don't know audience what this might bring up so if i start doing anything i'm not going to apologize because that's just obviously what my body needs in this moment um but yeah so i mean i have no idea what to expect but audience you can come on this journey um with mateus and i um so yeah if we could try the method firsthand on air with you that would be amazing that's beautiful i like that spirit because this is uh, where we want to be like we want to allow everything we want to accept everything and we want to just be curious about what is happening in our bodies absolutely sweet so are you ready for a little session yes I, i'm always ready i think <laughs> <laughs> good so um Beautiful, then let's start. I would just invite you to like sit straight so that your back is straight. That looks amazing. And you can close your eyes and you can take a deep breath. And this is something we call the emotional release breathing. And it's something the audience can do also with us. So just inhale as deep as you can. And then release and sigh out with an Just again, inhale very deep and then exhale and make the sound that vibrates in your body. Good. And once again, just inhale. Good. And then just be with yourself for a moment and try to feel this sensation of the vibration that was just present in your body and what that does to your system. Maybe there's a little bit of shame coming up because it's uncomfortable to make a sound like this. Maybe it just feels really good in your body 
to release a little bit of this tension. Maybe you have a lot, a lot of thoughts running through your head right now. Maybe you're just calm. Whatever it is you're experiencing at the moment, just try to allow it to be there. And just try to give a little smile to that. And if you feel something else than a smile, maybe an angry face, maybe a sad face, maybe a funny face, or any movement that your body wants to do, then feel free to allow that, to express that. And just give yourself some space, some time to connect to your body. And also connect to your body by feeling into your body and consciously trying to relax your body. So we want to start with our feet and be aware of our feet and just check in how does our feet feel right now. If they touch the ground, feel how they touch the ground and witness it. Try to relax the toes, the feet, the ankles, the calves and the sheens. And whenever you feel tension in your body rising up again or some discomfort, just take a deep breath again and sigh out. Beautiful. Also be aware of your knees, of your thighs, and let those two deeply relax. Let go of any tension that might be there. Be aware of your hip area. the front of your hip, your sexual organs, the perineum, the muscles around the butt and just try to relax this area as well. Also be aware of the area of your belly of the organs inside of your belly, with the liver on the right side, the spleen, the digestive organs, and just feel into that. Give it awareness, relax it. Whatever is there, it's okay to be there. So be aware of your chest. Be aware of your heart, your lungs, your breasts. The whole chest area. And again, take a, take a deep inhalation in. 
and sigh out. <sighs> Wonderful. Beware of your back, the lower back, middle back, upper back, and the whole spine. And if you like, you can try a little movement with your spine. Maybe there's a little wave or a little impulse that goes through your spine. It makes your position right now a little bit easier, a little bit more enjoyable because that's where we want to be. That's where we want to be in a state of ease, of joy, of peace. And if we're not there, then that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Just something that is there that wants to be seen at the moment. Be aware of your arms, of your hands, the fingers. Relax your fingers, arms, wrists. The lower arms are totally relaxed. The elbows and upper arms are totally relaxed. Your shoulders and neck area. Just give awareness to this area. Take a deep inhalation. Sigh out and let go of all the tension that is there. Beautiful. Your neck, your throat, your head, your face. Be aware of your mouth, your nose, your eyes and your ears and just let go and just be aware and present with your whole body. And right now is there any area in your body or any point in your body where you feel a sensation or where you feel like your awareness is being drawn to. What are you sensing at the moment? You want me to talk? Yes. Sorry. No <laughs> um, so yeah, it's drawing me as always to the chest. That's, yeah. that's pretty much where I feel everything very strongly. So it's just, and I, I felt quite, I went to the, the park this morning, walked the dog. She wasn't listening. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I got stressed up and pent out with her. Um, and so I felt it there. So that's why I did some breathing before mm. doing the podcast today. But that's always where I feel it. It's just always Good. reoccurring there. 
So just keep your eyes closed and I want to invite you to, to explore this feeling a little bit more and just be aware of this exact area where it comes from in your chest. And it might help if you touch it, but you might also be able to just trace it with your inner awareness, like as if you would touch yourself from inside. And just give yourself a moment with this feeling and observe this feeling. And then the question here is, can you allow this feeling to be there? And whatever answer comes from your body towards this is all right. And whenever you have an answer that comes, you can just share it with me. I'll say yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and is it also possible for you to be curious about this sensation? Yes. Yeah. Good. So, and if you connect to this feeling right now, what comes up for you? Is it something that comes up that is connected to it? the moment um, anger mm -hmm. good and what does this anger does to you right now um, makes me feel slightly emotional um, mm -hmm. and A peace at the same time. Yeah. So can you allow this anger to be there? There's still a resistance, but I think mm -hmm. so. Good. And this anger, is it also in the chest or did it did it move from there? It's still in the chest, but it's gone slightly down now to the yeah. like just under the chest into the stomach. Good. So just try to trace the sensation of where it goes, where it wanders. Good. Beautiful. Doing really good, Emily. So this anger, what is coming up together with this? Is there any idea or any situation connected to that? I, I, all I can think of is just being a child, but I can't recall an exact moment. Good. Okay. So being this child, hmm, 
How old are you? Six. Six. Good. And this six-year-old Emily, can you imagine yourself as being in that age? Mm-hmm. And is there something connected to yourself being six years old? I think I just felt really unsure mm-hmm. of, I guess, my identity, maybe? Yeah. It's all right. And the six-year-old Emily, what was her identity? What did she think about the world? Um, I think she always wanted, for some reason, to be very liked. Mm-hmm. And put a lot of pressure on herself. Yeah. Beautiful. And just... I imagine this pressure is still going on. And... Was going on in many situations throughout your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you see six-year-old Emily in front of you at the moment? Yeah. Good. Beautiful. So if you look into her eyes, into her face, Is there something that six-year-old Emily wants to tell you? For some reason, she's saying it's okay. And what is your idea about that? Is that okay? Um, I think... I think it is okay. Mm-hmm. And was there who, what, who or what comes to your mind that might have brought up the idea of it's not okay? It's not okay to be you. It's not okay to be who you are and how you are. I don't know in particular if there was someone. I think I've always been my own critic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always put too much pressure on myself. So I think if anything, it's, just, it's I don't know, maybe children at school, I don't know. <laughs> okay, it might, might also just, we can also work with just the feeling, so. Mm-hmm you know this feeling of the inner critic yeah talking to you okay where do you feel that um 
Well, yeah, still still in the chest, um, mm-hmm. in the shoulders, in the neck, kind of like an all-consuming. Yeah. Does it feel like something is stuck or something is flowing or does it feel like a vibration? How would you describe this feeling? Just quite heavy. Mm-hmm. Just like um, like a weight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if this sensation would um, be a sound, would be an expression, how would you do that in terms of like doing that with your mouth, doing it with your voice? So do you mean like language? That it's to no, describe? not it can just be a sound like how would this how would this sound just like a big sigh like a uh. okay can you can you do that uh. good how does it feel not good mm-hmm. you want to do it again Good. I have the feeling that it might also be good for you to make it a little bit longer. Like I have the feeling it might be like a... (sighs) Okay. Good. And just see what it does to your body. I see a little bit of shame coming up. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Can you allow this shame to be there right now? Yeah. Good. Beautiful. And what do you think this shame wants to show you when this comes up? It says people listening are probably going to laugh <laughs> or something like that. That's what it says. Yeah. But inside, I don't care. True. Shame is often something that wants to protect us. Mm-hmm. And it's we're the only animals that really experience shame in this way because we want to be part of the group. We need to be part of the group. Yeah. And we are best inside of groups when we are ourselves, when we bring in what our gifts are, when we bring in who we need to be in order to be happy. And when we're happy, we're the best gift for everyone else around us. Yeah. So I invite you again to take a deep breath and really make this sound. (sighs) Nice. What is your impulse right now? If you could continue and if there wouldn't be shame, would you continue doing the sound? Yeah, I think so, but I do already feel quite a lot of relief. Yeah. And just go on, 
two, three more times. Okay. Deep breathing. <sighs> Good. And once again. And I'm gonna join you. Good. Beautiful. Now, keep your eyes closed and just witness what is happening in your body. There was a lot of joy coming up. There was a lot of relief coming up. And it's really as simple as that. Expressing ourselves with the emotions we have. You were realizing the sensation in your chest. It went down to your stomach to be an experience of anger. This anger was connected to your childhood. We're not sure which situation was caused was causing it, but we expressed it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing as you're allowing the six-year-old Emily to express their anger, because then she feels happy again, and she feels content about who she is again. And I suppose that's also how you experience yourself right now. Because you are a gift to the people around you. You're doing what is needed for you to be happy. You're bringing people together to talk about mental health, to talk about healing, which is a beautiful thing which is so needed in our society, which is so needed for humankind, especially at the moment. And that's a great gift. And it's something great that you're doing there. And you deserve to feel that in your body also, to feel this gratitude for yourself and this appreciation for yourself and this acceptance for how your path was and how even the heavy things and the hard things brought you where you are right now. And now you can receive the gifts and pluck the fruits. Beautiful. So I invite you to just connect to your body again. To be aware of the intelligence and the preciousness of this whole system working together, showing you the right path. with all the sensations that it's giving to you, as little hints where you should go, where you should not go. And just say thank you 
this body and that you're in. And just again, take a deep breath, take deep inhalation, sigh out. Good. And then you can slowly open your eyes in your own time. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. <laughs> At all. I was kind of, I thought it might be a little bit awkward because I, I wouldn't feel anything, but quite apparently did. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, feel nice great. Nice to look at your face also. You look, that's the most precious thing for me always, like to look in the faces after the people had their release because they look so different. Yeah, I feel it. I feel yeah. different. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was incredible. I feel like I want to do way more of that. <laughs> um, I hope the audience enjoyed listening to that and hopefully it brought up some things for you as well, listening, um, and try not to shy away from those things and delve into those and, and listen to your body. As Matthias says, whatever feels natural, if you need to scream, um, if you need to make a long sigh, like I did, then do it. Um, yeah, I feel like super zen now, probably just going to sit outside and have a cup of tea after this and just, yeah, think about it all really. So thank you so much. This has been the most special episode that I've done uh, so far because it's been like full on, yeah, I get emotional release and going through that process. Usually we just talk about it hypothetically and about something that I've done in the past, but to do it live on air um, is really special. And thank you for facilitating that. Beautiful. Um, um, Thank you so much, Matthias. Is there anything you'd like to finish on? Um, You know, a word of wisdom from you and your uh, amazing experiences to the audience listening who, who may feel quite regularly in their life. They feel angry, they feel upset, they feel low moods, they feel depressed and and they don't know where to turn to. Mm -hmm. So we experience so many things as human beings and we have a really a gift of experiencing such a range of emotions, of depth, of sensations, Um, living in a time where we have all the possibilities we want, all the wealth we're, we're dreaming of for like so many years and years and years and years. Mm. Um, And we're still making our lives so hard and so much struggle and so much people are suffering and we have so much depression and so much uh, things that we think are going wrong. And it's, The way I see it, it's really just because we lost the connection towards ourselves because we're constantly busy. We want to do this. We have to be this. We have to do this and we have to do this first and then we can relax. But this then, it never happens. It never happens when you cannot allow yourself to be with yourself, to just sit and feel inside of yourself and Mm -hmm. 
what I did to you took maybe like 20 minutes. Yeah. And of course I can do that to a lot of people and I can also do that to groups. Um, but what I really want to do is I want to teach you to do it to yourself. Mm. And it's not hard. It's very simple, actually. What is hard is letting go of what we've already learned, that we always have to run, that we always have to achieve, that we always have to maintain our image. And it all comes down to our identity yeah. of what we think we have to be. And we're not something, we're not a role. We can be whatever we want to be. And we are already. When we are with our friends, we play a certain role. When we are with our family, we play a certain role. When we are with our colleagues, we play a certain role. When we are in the cinema, we play a certain role. There are things allowed and things that are not. And it's good to be aware that you always have a choice. And this choice should be based on what is good for you. And get out of this unconsciousness of this things that bring you away from the things that your body is telling you and that is leading you towards distraction. The worst thing we can do to ourselves is distract ourselves. And sometimes it's needed. Sometimes we need to distract ourselves. I don't want to think about it now. But when I feel better, then I will. Listen to yourself. Listen to what your system is telling you. Our bodies are so freaking intelligent. Wow. I'm always amazed by that. I can just invite you to be curious about it. Amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's been an incredible uh, afternoon chatting with you. And yeah, just thank you. Take yeah, really. care, Mateus. Bye. <laughs>to be completely honest and say after this episode I wanted to close the door on the emotions I'd started to release and forget all about it. I started to feel a lot of shame about these surfacing for all of you to hear but then rather than distracting and suppressing these emotions further I really sat with them and felt them for the first time. If we really think about it how many times are we suppressing our real feelings and who we are on a daily basis because we feel shame or embarrassment that it may not fit into what society expects of us. When did life become so rigid? Our inner child is desperate to have some fun. Something else I took from this conversation is how our relationship with emotions has a huge effect on how they materialize in everyday life situations. How about if we start peeling the layers back and seeing them for what they really are? Natural fluctuating feelings, not good or bad emotions, just feelings intended to be felt by our bodies and minds. It was really scary to open up in this episode, but I hope that by me bearing some of my own insecurities, it can help you to feel less shame when dealing with your own. If you'd like to find out more about neo-emotional release, you can check out Matthias on breathinglight underscore Matthias, and Matthias is spelt M-A-T-H-I-A-S. 
You can also keep up to date with me on socials from following at Moody Girl Official. You've been listening to the Moody Girl Podcast. Until next time.